0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Deadly infernos. These trees just went up poof, 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 poof. President defends pandemic response. We did it just the right way. We have to be calm. Fans react to NFL's moment for equality. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup, at least 16 people are known dead in the dozens of wildfires that have roared through parts of several western states. In Oregon, more than half a million people are out of their homes, more than 10% of the state's population. Our coverage begins with CBS's Carter Evans. In Oregon, flames have scorched more than 900,000 acres in a 72-hour
1: period. That's nearly double the amount that typically burns in the state in a year.
0: It's unimaginable.
1: In Washington, Don Marie Baxter's sister, Jamie Hyland, was camping with her husband, Jake, and son, Uriel, where there was no cell service. The couple couldn't escape the flames of the Cold Springs fire in their truck, so they ran over a mile in the dark, To a river.
0: Jacob was carrying at least a five-gallon bucket of water and baby Uriel and shielding him with his whole body.
1: By the time rescuers arrive, Uriel had died. His second birthday would have been next month.
0: There was so much smoke, I don't even know how they were alive.
1: Doctors told Jamie she had also lost her unborn child.
0: This is Steve Futterman in Los Angeles. This woman returned to her home yesterday to find a miracle. There stood my house on this island, and everything else was piles of ashes. But she is one of the lucky ones. Everything was gone. We tried to take as much as we could, but we didn't think it would get this devastating. Thousands of structures have been destroyed, and the death toll continues to rise. This mother worried that her 16-year-old son could be among the dead. Right now, he is missing. I can't get a hold of him. Nobody can find him. There has been some progress in fighting the fires, but the progress is very, very slow. President Trump campaigned yesterday in Michigan, a key 2020 battleground state. CBS's Paula Reed says Mr. Trump is defending his coronavirus response after the bombshell revelations in a new book. This whack job that wrote the book, he said, well, Trump knew a little bit. They wanted me to come out and scream, people are dying, we died. No, no, we did it just the right way.
1: Speaking to more than 1,500, mostly maskless supporters, President Trump defended his decision to intentionally mislead the public about COVID something he told Bob Woodward he did in March.
0: I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Mr. Trump
1: attempted to shift the blame to Woodward. If Bob Woodward thought what I said was bad, then he should have immediately, right after I said it, gone out to the authorities so they can prepare. He
0: had all this information, yet he held rallies. He suggested that to wear a mask is a sign of weakness. His
1: Democratic rivals blasted the president. The virus is not his fault, but the deaths are his fault
0: because he could have done something about it. CBS's David Begno tells us health officials are concerned about a growing trend that could affect this country's ability to stop the spread of the coronavirus.
1: Dr. Deborah Birx of the White House Coronavirus Task Force went to South Carolina yesterday with a clear message.
0: That if you've been on vacation, if you've gone to a hot spot, if you've gone to a party in the neighborhood, if you took your mask off and were not socially distant, you really need to get tested.
1: But that is a message a lot of Americans are ignoring according to infectious disease expert Dr. Michael Osterholm. One of the most concerning aspects of our response to COVID right now is the growing number of people refuse to be tested, even when they've been exposed and in some cases are clinically ill. Osterholm says that trend is particularly noticeable on college campuses, where cases are spiking.
0: Democrats in the Senate managed to block a Republican coronavirus relief bill that they said fell short of what the country needs. The $500 billion package was less than half of what GOP leaders had been talking about. It's not clear if any new talks on stimulus will take place before the election. Well, come Monday, the U.S. is ending enhanced virus screening at airports for travelers from certain countries, and they'll no longer have to go through 15 major airports. That eliminates temperature checks and will focus more on other measures to gather contact information and educate passengers. The latest warning about foreign cyber attacks aimed at American political campaigns comes from a private company and a big one, Microsoft. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. Russian hackers, also known as Fancy Bear, who hacked the DNC in 2016, are after passwords that would give them access to confidential information. China's hackers have been targeting high-profile individuals tied to Joe Biden's campaign, looking for insights on how he'd deal with China. And Iran, Microsoft says, is also active, targeting aides inside the Trump campaign. Ceremonies to mark the 9-11 attacks will be a bit different today because of the pandemic. WCBS Radio's Sean Adams.
1: On a day typically filled with hugs and tears, this year, masks and distance. Coronavirus has kept retired New York City firefighter Lee ILP from coming home to New York to honor and remember his firefighter son, Jonathan ILP. Nineteen years later, ILP fears memories are fading. He believes young people born after the terror attacks are not learning what happened. How can you go to a school and ask students, what do you know about 9-11? And the comeback is, many times, what is 9-11? Ielpe urges states and school districts to update the history books. Sean Adams for CBS News, New York.
0: The Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs rolled past the Houston Texans 34-20 to 20 in last night's NFL opener. Before the game, Chiefs players linked arms. One took a knee during the national anthem. The Texans stayed in the locker room for all that. Then players on both teams went to the center of the field. Please join us in a moment of silence
1: dedicated to the ongoing fight for equality in our country. That
0: brought some booing. From the crowd limited to 17,000 fans in Kansas City, viewers later had fun on social media poking at Chiefs coach Andy Reid's clear plastic face shield, which fogged up a lot. On the tennis court, Serena Williams failed in her bid for a 24th Grand Slam title, losing in the semifinals of the U.S. Open last night to Victoria Azarenka. Since the pandemic began and the American economy cratered, more than 2.5 million young adults have moved back in with their parents. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. Jacqueline Childers feels like a troll living under a bridge. Happy six-month anniversary living at home. She lost her job as a digital marketing rep. As a 29-year-old, living with your parents, we've kind of had to reintroduce each other as adults. What's the hardest part? Total lack of independence. 52% of young adults, 26.6 million
1: people, now live with their parents, with a basement bedroom that has a sheet for privacy. Jacqueline Childers gives herself a pep talk every day.
0: (inaudible) I remind myself that this is temporary, like all things are, and it'll be okay. What she dreads is the thought of turning 30 and still living in her parents' basement. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Dunwoody, Georgia. The World News Roundup is produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.